Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast raising my family around the world. And like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep, we are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. Today, we're going to have some fun and spicy conversations with Kristen B. Hodson. We actually had the opportunity about a year ago to sit down with Kristen, who's a certified sex therapist. Um, she really empowers women on social media to open up and communicate about sex, their sex lives with their partners and setting realistic expectations. We loved these episodes so much with Kristen that we're actually going to recap them here on this episode. But first, we wanted to go into a little bit of a different kind of Mixers Girl Say, and we're actually going to talk about an awesome post that Kristen put up, Four Ways to Get in the Mood for Sex. So one, she says, is listen to music that moves you. Yeah. Yeah. Get sexy music get those going. hips moving. Mm-hmm. Move your body and get your blood flowing. Important. Yeah. Great. It's like a warm-up. Mm-hmm. Create something to anticipate. Ooh, we all get more excited when we know something like spicy is coming. Mm-hmm. So like text yeah. about it before or just mention it across a dinner table or something like that. That's yes, so fun. Love it. Doesn't always have to be spontaneous. Sometimes the <clears> planned <throat> sex is even more fun because then yep. you flirt all the way up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love this one. Connect with your partner about more than just logistics. I'm Mm -hmm. in the phase of life where it can be really easy to just go from like, okay, the kids, they have this after school. Then they need to get to here. Who's going to pick up this carpool? Who's going to grab dinner? And it's like a lot of just functioning a home together. I remember those days. Yeah. And so it's really important. And we have to to frequently remind ourselves to have conversations that are (laughs) outside of operating a home. Yeah, totally. So Cody, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about these episodes with Kristen and what our listeners can expect. Well, what I love about these episodes with Kristen is that she just brings it, you know, so like down to earth. Like it's just so easy and comfortable. And the first episode that we had is called How Sex is Like Picking a Restaurant. And I think it was so fun the way that she described this because she talked about how, you know, as our monthly cycles are going and things like that or whatever, there's just different sexual preferences that can change with the day or even the season of life. Like you were just talking about, Jess, um, it can totally change. So sometimes, you know, we might be in the mood for fast food and have a quick and easy moment mm-hmm. or maybe a favorite relationship place like um, that we always know is good. Maybe that's going to be the choice or the type of restaurant we'd want to choose um, or someplace, you know, maybe spicy and like, you know, different, something that we haven't tried yet before. That might be the case. Um, anyway, she's, she, she talks about how it doesn't always have to be the same approach every single time. I love, love, love the tips that she shares and it's fun in the way that she describes them. The other one that I think is so important because I think we have such a hard time, um, you know, remembering this is that our partner is not a mind reader. And it's so important for us to learn how to communicate about what we want with our partners and not just always assume that they know exactly what it is that we need. So communication is key. And she's going to talk to us all about how we can make that communication feel loving and safe and all of those things. So I can't wait for us to, to kind of revisit these episodes and enjoy them again. Let's deep dive with Kristen. 
Hello, everyone. We've mentioned previously in It's Her Time podcast episodes that we would be bringing in sex therapist Kristen Hodson. Yes. We know that on our end, on behalf of Mixers, we are the hormone health experts, but we're not the professionals when it comes to talking about sex, all the ins and outs. We don't know everything. So we've got Kristen here to help answer some of your questions and some of our questions. Absolutely. So Kristen, we wanted to jump right in and discuss with you because a very common question that our Mixers girls are having is how come in the movies I'm seeing this insane sex life that looks like women are constantly fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The passion yes. is just always there. And it's kind of creating this um, shame for certain women yeah. that they're not constantly feeling ready to have sex. Right. And you yeah. posted on your social media, Kristen Hodson is an incredible sex therapist. And we love that you opened up the conversation mm-hmm. about sex being like choosing a restaurant. Yes. We thought that was so much fun and it makes so much sense. And I can't wait for you to kind of tell us more about what you mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me unpack a few things. Great. First of all, most of the way people got their education about sex is through TV and media. Media's job is to create a dramatic storytelling. They're not showing you the years that couples weren't having sex, they're just going to show you that moment that they did. And then you're going to be like, that's what normal sex looks like. So let me first clarify that it is not normal to like be wanting to have sex all the time. Mm-hmm. Second thing is desire style. When you see women want it, it's because we learn that desire is supposed to be spontaneous. Like it just falls out of the sky mm-hmm. and you're walking down the street and you're like, hmm, I could go for some sex. Mm-hmm. Or like you're sitting there doing your hair and you're like, sex. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really happen. It can. You have high desire women, low desire women, high desire men, low desire men. Like, But oftentimes women find themselves in a responsive desire position. So just wanting sex spontaneously isn't the way a lot of women experience it. So when you look at sex, like choosing a restaurant, oftentimes when we look at a restaurant, we're looking at how much time we have, Mm -hmm. what kind of meal we want to have, what mood we're in. And we've got a whole range from like drive-through to our comfort place. I use chilies, but that feels more like a 1990s example. Uh, I can do better Are we going to Chick-fil-A or are we going to Ruth's Chris? <laughs> Don't you, like, what's happening here? And I can tell you right now, if Ruth's Chris or like a two or three hour dinner, oh shoot, you're okay. I'm, we're okay. Um, you're still if there. that okay. were on the menu every single day, I or weekend, if we wanted to go to Ruth's Chris every weekend, I'd be like, no, who doesn't even sound good like that? Like take yeah. me over to the breakfast place and let's just get a quick omelet and call it a day. And totally we give ourselves that. a lot of flexibility when we're choosing restaurants. We also give ourselves flexibility on negotiating what we're hungry for and what we want to eat. And we, when it comes to sex, we've got often really narrow and rigid rules. But if we can expand, um, how we're engaging in sex, just like we do restaurants, we can free it up, uh, free up all of the pressure and stress and mm-hmm. shame and overwhelm mm-hmm. we can feel. Um, 
additionally, speaking to this idea of like women being like, ah, I should want it all the time. Men don't want it all the time either. They just have fewer spaces to actually say that out loud. Mm -hmm. As we look at sex across the lifespan from like the moment you're sexually active to aging, you're going to experience a whole lot of changes in your sex life. Um, I recently had a conversation with a bunch of friends and there was a new book that came out that was like sizzling sex for your entire life. And all of us were like, no, how about you write a book like called adequate sex? Like this is just good enough sex for my life and having some sizzling moments. But that's where we need to go is allowing space, especially in couples to have sizzling moments, but that sizzling isn't the standard. Mm-hmm. That that really isn't sustainable and realistic and creates a whole lot of unnecessary emotion. Yeah, I love that because I feel like that's a huge myth. The part that you said that mm-hmm. a lot of women think that men just want sex all the time and that there's something wrong with us because we're not always mm-hmm. in the mood. And I also think it's a myth that women don't enjoy sex as much as men. Absolutely. Right? So I love that you said that because I feel like if we could just understand both men and women, their sex desire is going to fluctuate. Ebb and flow. Yes. Ebb and flow. Yeah. And it's impacted by real life. Like sex isn't in a vacuum when yeah. we're experiencing stress, when we're going through a global pandemic, when right. we experience medical issues, changes in job, financial stressors, adding a new family member, All of these things impact Mm -hmm. desire, sexual connection, everything. It's our sexual health and wellness is an extension of our overall health and wellness, Mm -hmm. which is where I think you all come in. That's that's what we're trying to full circle, provide all of the information from our end all the way through your information, such as right. Like our main point for women is that we want you to feel empowered in your sex life, but also realize that there isn't that there's any kind of a fake image right. around Absolutely. sex for women. Mm-hmm. And then um I know a lot even of, for men. And men, men too. Men. Men. Yeah, I love too. that you brought that up. You're right. And men too. But I think that that's exactly the issue that we face is that women always are the ones thinking oh, men, they just always enjoy sex. But even you saying that, even you saying that, it shows right there that it's not true. Men also can have these same, you know, ebbs and flows. And I love when you said adding a new uh, member of the family because we have a lot of young moms. Mm. Makes a huge difference. What's happened to me? I just had a baby. And um, even your kids where I'm at, out of here. So sex life is going to change, you know? So absolutely. Yeah, of life. Okay. So Kristen, I just had a quick question. So you're saying it's like going and picking a restaurant, but yep. I know for me, almost every Friday night, it's one of the hardest decisions my husband and I ever have to make is <laughs> yes. where we're going to go eat. Yep. Someone yep. just make up your mind. Yep. Right. So when one person is in the mood for a Chick-fil-A and the other's in the mood for a couple courses or whatever. Yeah. What's, how's the conversation? Like, what are some tips that you have to make that, those decisions a little easier? It's a really good question because you can also get in the trap of, I don't know what I want. And then your partner's suggesting all these ideas and they're like, no, yeah. no, no, no. And you're like, 
Okay. I'm never say I don't bit, care. And, and then I feel like do. that can be a little bit when we're talking about sex, that can be a little defeating for the person making all those suggestions. Yeah, totally can. When it they're like, I'm trying can. here and you're not working with not making a suggestion. Good. Like you don't want this, but what do you want? Mm-hmm. That's the it's really hard for people to say what they want sexually. They can tell you what they don't want, but wanting yeah. is important. But negotiating the I want a couple of courses and you want Chick-fil-A. It really, that's where the negotiation of relationship is. You know what? I totally hear that you need a good sit-down meal. Tonight, I need Chick-fil-A. Could we do the second course meal next Friday? Would mm-hmm. that work for you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I did want with, want Chick-fil-A, but I could totally join you. And then could we just like, please do Chick-fil-A next week so that I can plan on that? Like mm-hmm. it is a lot of give and take, but when we when we do a... Rejection can be a big deal in mm-hmm. sex. And when we start to when we start to free up in our marriage that we can say no, but then we also see our partner by saying, not to this, but how about yes to that? It really does improve and create a positive spiral up in your sex life. And it's a lot more difficult to just be like, nope, hard mm-hmm. line, mm-hmm. end of conversation. I right. want Chick-fil-A, get on board or it's nothing. That's right. harder to work with in marriage across the board. Yeah. In all areas of marriage, not just sex. I think it does give us an opportunity for a greater connection to have this conversation. So I think what you're saying is the most important thing is first, maybe know what you want Mm -hmm. and then be able to communicate it. Yep. And, And to get clarity that if you really like, maybe you could be open this is a going to the response of desire. Maybe you didn't think at first that you wanted the two course meal, but you're willing instead of wanting. You're willing. Yeah. You're open to it. Mm-hmm. You go sit down and you're like, you know what? And at, I didn't know how much I needed just this time away. For women, and I love this, they often don't know that they're wanting to be have like they don't know they want to be having sex mm-hmm. until they're in it and they're getting aroused. Yeah. And they're oh, like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. I actually do want this to be having exactly sex right what now. I needed actually. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love that. So switching the willing or the wanting to the willing. Because that's the other piece is we give ourselves a pretty narrow, like, if I don't want it, then I'm not doing it. Instead of, I'm open to it. I'm not like mm-hmm. chomping at the bit to do it right now. Totally willing. And then mm-hmm. it can switch to wanting. Awesome. Kristen, I'm going to rapid fire two questions. Great. These were asked multiple yes. times when we did a question <laughs> box a couple weeks we ago. We have an awesome audience that yeah. sends in lots of good questions. And okay. we weren't, prepared with this answer. So we're bringing it to you. Okay. Over and over, the question was asked from women. I'm not sure that I'm actually orgasming. Do you have any, I know that's a big question. Yeah. But it's actually not because for most people. I love that she like made it so simple. (laughs) Let's just make this simple. I love it. We're ready. an, An orgasm is usually one of the most unmistakable pleasurable experiences you can have. It is usually a full body experience different than you've ever had. So when women are like, I don't know if I have, they usually have not. Okay. I think that's, that's they what can that's be experiencing pleasure. They yeah. can oh, we, we thought that we were, we had that answer, but we're like, well, maybe we're wrong, but that's what we, we thought. Okay. Yeah. So women that you are questioning that, so, let's say they're having a hard time. What are yep. some of your tips on how to help them be able to discover that? Number one is they have to know their own body. They have got mm-hmm. to learn how their anatomy works. There is no article that will tell you 
what and how your body needs to experience mm-hmm. pleasure. And it's really hard to communicate to your partner what you like if you don't know. So knowing your anatomy, another mm-hmm. thing that can inhibit pleasure and orgasm is medication, okay. stress, yeah. mm-hmm. sleep, relational challenges. Like mm-hmm. there's actually quite a big list of things that can inhibit, but if you've never orgasm, mm-hmm. it usually is relational communication and a lack of understanding how your body functions that contextually you don't know what an orgasm feels like. Mm -hmm. And so giving yourself permission to explore your body and experience that in the safety and comfort of yourself that can butt up against values. Um, So there's other ways you can work with that to start to learn how your body functions. Mm -hmm. So probably the best, if somebody is feeling like that exploration goes against maybe their values. This Mm -hmm. could be something that would be perfect to make an appointment and come and talk to Kristen Mm -hmm. and kind of work through some of those things that feel right for you, but also can empower you because it is important. It's a huge part of our overall health. I know I keep trying Mm -hmm. to drive that home to our audience. Um, Being in touch with yourself sexually is an amazing thing. It's a form of self-love. And it's important. We don't want to miss out on that aspect of our health and happiness. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. We're going to continue the conversation. We have a special guest, Kristen B. Hodson, who is an amazing sex therapist that is so real and gives amazing, like real life, non-awkward kind of tips to help us be able to better understand our own sexuality and how to communicate with our significant others on how we want to have our sex life be. And so we're going to just continue the conversation. Today, we thought maybe we could go into some different um, thoughts. One of which is we hear a lot from our audience that maybe they're, they're wanting things to kind of change a little bit with their relationship and their sexual relationship in particular. And they don't know how to communicate this. And they're worried that maybe if they do try to communicate that they're maybe not as satisfied as they'd like to be. How do they communicate that with their significant other without hurting feelings and without causing more problems? I love this question because a lot of women find themselves in this boat that it's sex is fine, it's good enough, and that can tie into desire. I will often ask women, they're like, I don't know, I kind of don't really care if I ever have sex. I'm like, well, tell me about the kind of sex you're having. Right. And they're like, it's fine. I'm like, well, put that like if you're having kind of mediocre oatmeal every morning, would you be just dying <laughs> to get down to the kitchen it? table? Yes, just and have, like, oatmeal, you probably wouldn't. And so one of the things you have to start with is starting to look at what do I want more of? And how do I do this? Like you said, in a way that is supportive of my relationship and partner. And that's usually a consideration because couples aren't practiced 
at having conversations about sex. There can be a false belief that we should just be having good sex. And if we're needing to talk about it or fix it, there must be something wrong. Wrong. There can Mm -hmm. be a lot of ego involvement of if you're talking to me about what I could do better, that means I'm not doing a good job. And it's not about that. So then let's just not do it sort of thing. That sort of Yes, and keeping the status quo and people are finding that they're having these issues with their sex life that can be improved Mm -hmm. through some conversation. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first places you can start is talk about what's going right. Talk about what Mm -hmm. you like, what's going on. Everyone likes to know what they're doing right. Mm -hmm. I call this the the sandwich, where it's like, I love the way you touch me and the way you kiss me. And I'm wondering if we could try a bit more of this. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you know that I also love this. That's short. It will yeah. open up a conversation. But that feels safe. Mm-hmm. That feels like, oh, they love me. They're appreciating me. Mm-hmm. And I know for men, especially, that it's really important. They don't ever want to have that sense of failing. And so yep. if you can validate instead of criticize, I think you're going to do right. a lot further. Yeah. yeah. And it moves out of this all or nothing. Like our sex yeah. is either all good or not good. And it's like, there are absolutely parts that are working. And there's a few things I'd love to adjust. And so that makes it more nuanced and allows you to really have these conversations. Um, The next thing is for couples where they haven't had conversations about sex and they're not Mm -hmm. practiced in it, it's new, Mm -hmm. is to have a conversation about the conversation and to own, like, we have never had a conversation about sex. Like, I've never approached you. We are we doing this? Because if you think about it, Mm -hmm. most couples start having sex and they're doing it long before they talk about it. Yeah, they're yeah. more skilled at like doing it than talking about it. So True. if you just own that instead of trying to sidestep it and act like you have to be like, we have never talked about it. Yeah, no time let's like break, the present let's to start break it down. Let's go to the basics. Yeah, and let's yeah. start. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and I think it's important when you have these conversations too. Like, I feel like the wrong time would be. Like in, in the moment, sex, and you're like, actually, yes. I wanted to talk to you. I'm not, you know, I, I know there's not, some yep. communication during sex where, like, compliments, yeah. like you were talking about compliments. Yes. But I think it's, it's defeating for someone to be like, I'm not liking that. Yeah. Like, I would you know, know it's better before it's, or after. Right. Maybe before. If you is want even to have better. that conversation, it usually doing it late at night, doing it right when someone gets home from when work. When you're tired. When you have kids there, when Mm -hmm. you're tired, all of these things don't go well for Mm -hmm. a great conversation. And doing it right after to do like a performance review, that's (laughs) That's not great. Yeah, Um, I'm going to grade you on the sex (laughs) just what happened. And so being able to, again, because if we communicate that I love our sex life and I would love to keep growing in it together, Mm -hmm. we need to learn how to start talking about it. That's a new skill for us. It was never modeled. It was never taught. Let's learn it because you can also validate your partner to say, I'm sure there's things that I could be doing differently. Yeah. Um, And to then I also though, because there can be a history of tension around sex. And so for those couples, setting a little bit of a timer of this is new. Let's start very specifically just talking about this for 20 minutes because Mm -hmm. what you don't want is to derail the conversation Mm -hmm. and pull out all the dirty laundry. And then suddenly you associate Anytime we talk about sex, it we goes start back. to fight because we go back to this. Mm-hmm. We want to change that narrative and just say, we're just going to talk about this. And this is that having a conversation about a conversation of rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. If we start derailing, let's just take a breath and say, you know what? Let's come back to this. 
I'm starting to notice I'm getting defensive or feeling bad. Take a pause and just yeah. keep revisiting it. And it might um, be something you need to practice because, you know, it just dawned on me is. that this starting to have conversations is going to feel awkward at first because it's something brand new. So where where could they go to maybe even learn the questions that they could even start asking? And I, I know this is... On oh, you Instagram. do? Awesome. Okay, great. I know you have tons of resources. I'm just doing a fun Valentine's download on the conversation heart you wish you had to start talking about your sex life. Yeah, this is exactly Um, what we want to talk about. So there's lots of questions that, and to the point of awkward, Yeah, we cannot let awkward be how we determine what we're going to do or not do. Awkward is a part of learning and growth and expansion. And so accepting awkward is going to be a part of it and we're just going to embrace it. That is yeah. one of these thoughts that we can start changing is awkward isn't bad. It's mm-hmm. just emotion. Yeah. Well, don't we be can afraid start to be using it to grow. I like And that. don't you think that often even just addressing with your with your significant other, hey, this first conversation, we're both gonna feel a little bit totally uneasy. Let's have this because both of you, if you're true love, you both want to make each other happy. Yeah, that's and so right. having these first conversations and admitting to the we're going to get better at this. So this first it. conversation is going to be awkward, like we mm-hmm. mentioned. But let's improve because we both want to have this incredible sex life. Yeah, it's win-win. You know, this t- these yeah. type of conversations. And in true love, through. both sides, both people in the relationship want the sex to be great to mm-hmm. keep each other happy and you know thriving. Learning to talk about sex is learning a skill like any other. If you've never hung wallpaper in your house together, it's going to take some time to figure yeah. out how that works. It's a skill, but the more you do it, you're you're able to progress. So don't forget, it's some people believe that it's a magical download and you should know how to have these conversations mm-hmm. and you're either good at it or you're not. Couldn't mm-hmm. be further from the truth. It's just practicing yeah. and deciding you want to grow in that skill. Kristen, my final quick little bit of a rapid fire question for you. Many mixers girls, mixers women want to be having more sex and they want to have sex on their mind more. They're saying that, you know, my significant other is often engaging in sex and it takes me so long to go there, but they know they're in love. They have a beautiful relationship. How do you, what are your couple of tips to help a woman in the moment, forget the to-do list, forget the kids, just to kind of like go through these couple of steps like, no, I know I want to go there. I want to be having sex, Mm -hmm. but let me get my brain space ready. Part of that is intentional shifts into different parts of ourself. Usually the one that's hung up with the to-do and the Mm -hmm. groceries is like more of our mother self Mm -hmm. and the self that's getting stuff around the house. On as, as silly or simple as it is, changing clothes and being very intentional of I am now shifting into this part of myself, slipping into bed after you've just come up from like downstairs and the Mm -hmm. dishes in whatever you're wearing. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is not what I want. (laughs) You got that spit up and yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And like shifting that energy. The other thing is starting to build up your sexual energy throughout the week. It's really hard, just like a car on a cold start to get to 60 if it's just cold. And so starting to learn and connect with your sexuality, your sexual energy, so that it is building, building. And maybe if it's zero to 60, you're at a 30. So by the time Mm -hmm. you're having sex, now you're just switching over into that persona and you're like, 
this is me time now. I'm mm-hmm. quieting the dishes. I'm doing all of that and putting that away so I can step in here. Also looking at your par- partnering. Yeah. Um, if you have a lot of stuff going on in your house and you constantly feel drained by tasks, good time to start examining that part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not simply leaving sex for 11.59 p.m. on a, on a weeknight. Right. Tiring. That. Yeah, yeah, make sure that you're both carrying the load because as soon as husbands learn this or significant others, when they help more doing the dishes, doing the laundry, whatever, giving you time away, you're going to be more, you're going to be more willing and in the mood, right? I just need to end this really quickly. There is, it's my favorite. There's actually research to support the bettering the partnering, the better the partnering, the better the sex. Like it's legit information. Yeah, I love that. I love it too. And we can learn more about that. If you guys want to go and learn everything you could ever want to know about sex and have it done in a really amazing way, go visit Kristen B. Hodson on Instagram and go visit her website. Like I've said before, she's a wealth of information. We are so grateful that she gave us some of her time out of a really busy schedule to share some of her expertise with us. Thank you so much. This has been a very fun conversation. We appreciate you you so much for having me.